your Xbox Game Pass Game of the Month Club. I'm Spencer. And I'm Mark. That spells spark. Your spark of inspiration to explore Game Pass. Charging sequence at 30%. 50% chief. 70%. 90%. This is Spark Pass. Welcome to Spark Pass. This is our Xbox Game Pass Game of the Month Club podcast. That is a mouthful. <laughs> it really is, but like it's the best description I have of the show, basically. I mean, we're, yeah. It's what we're doing. We're going to pick a Game Pass game, uh, and we're both going to play it, and then we're going to come onto the show. We're going to tell you our thoughts, uh, and, you know... We'll go from there, and then you can email us your thoughts. We'll read your emails on the air. It'll be a grand old time engagement hashtag content, baby. Let's go. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, brother. All right, so we're probably going to start each episode, since it is only once a month. The plan is going to be starting it with some Game Pass news, uh, mostly stuff that is coming to Game Pass next month, and I will let good old Mark take that away if he wants to. Uh, I would be glad to. So, um, it is, as we are recording this, the end of June. So this is the announcement for what's coming out in July. Now, keep in mind, stuff could come out later in the month that we don't know about. This is just what we know about right now. So coming uh, into Game Pass in July so far. 2021. Uh, let's 2021. Let's, let's... when we're famous from this podcast and have <laughs> billions of episodes. Right, exactly. Whenever we go back 20 years from now and go, uh, think back to the, the grandiose beginnings of, of SparkPath. Yeah. Um, this is July, for July 2021, here's what you're looking at for Game Pass this month. Uh, so, of all things, the first thing on this list is the uh, I, xCloud version of Banjo and Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, which is not a great game, but it is a game that you can play on Game Pass. On your phone. Uh, on your phone. Um, that is also a game that has already been available in the uh, the Rare Replay, um, which is also on Game Pass. Uh, Bug Fables, the Everlasting Sapling, uh, is coming out July 1st. That is, I believe, I've seen that game played. It's sort of like a Mario or a Paper Mario kind of homage. Pretty cool little RPG. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it's a pretty cool little play game. It, but I heard about it. Yeah, and it's one of those games that, like, and I feel like we're going to talk about these kind of games a lot uh, on Spark Pass. These kind of games that, like, you would never in a million years buy <laughs> with your own money unless you were really into it. Um, but, you know, for your Game Pass sub, sure, why not, right? Um, right. Also coming out in July is Gang Beasts, which is a great little multiplayer party game. Immortal Realms Vampire Wars. Uh, which is a strategy game in a dark sort of vampiric setting. Uh, that both of those are coming to cloud console, and in fact, Bug, Bug Fables as well is coming to cloud console and PC. So wherever you play your Game Pass stuff, you're covered. Also coming to cloud console and PC, and this is probably the big hitter for this month is Limbo, which Ooh. is an excellent uh, indie adventure side scroller. Um, that is absolutely worth your time if you've never played it. Uh, one of the lead designers of that game has a new game coming out that got announced at uh, E3. So if you want to play their first game, Limbo, uh, that is available for you on Game Pass starting on July 1st. Uh, also, a couple of other little things here. Uh, if you play on phone, you'll know that um, on the cloud, there are a few games that have had touch controls enabled. We're getting a few more of those including the highlights here being Dirt 5, Octopath Traveler, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, and the other big thing that's that's coming out uh, for Game Pass subscribers, in fact, sort of two things here. Uh, the Sea of Thieves expansion is available now. That's the one with Captain Jack Sparrow that just got announced fairly recently. Uh, and the Series X slash S update to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order if you're an Ultimate subscriber and you have access to EA Play. Um, so the new version of that is out and, uh, some Sea of Thieves DLC for you to crunch on into. Yeah, I, you know that I was not the biggest fan of Sea of Thieves when we played it. 
Um, and, and I the, was so heartbroken about that because I think that game is so fun. I was too, because like the idea of it is fun to me. Everything else about it was fun, but we just got griefed so much that I hated it. And yeah. I feel like that's gotten better now from what people have told me. Um, and th- this this Jack Sparrow update, well, parts of the Caribbean update, it's not just Jack Sparrow, is um, it's pretty sweet. It looks pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, I'm I am in. I'm intrigued by it. For sure. Yeah, it seems like a full-on story expansion rather than just like a small little like, oh, hey, here's some some Pirates of the Caribbean cosmetics. No, like it seems like they actually dug in. Right. Yeah, there's more to it. Right, and paid tribute to the license, which is always really cool. Yeah, for sure. So I am more interested in that game than I've ever been. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I gave it a second chance in the middle of the worldwide pandemic. Ooh, and fun times. Fun yeah, times, baby. I gave it a second try during that and had a grand old time. So I, I hope you you as well are willing to give it a second go. Um, maybe yeah. that'll have to be a future episode. Maybe. Maybe. We might get around to a, a Sea of Thieves several years later retrospective one of these days. Um, but yeah, that's the Game Pass news, man. Uh, that's about all that's going on as of now. Of course, E3 just happened. If you don't know the E3 news, I don't know, dude, we're not we're not IGN or Polygon. Like go to google.com forward slash gaming news and figure it out. (laughs) I don't think that gets you where you want it to be, but sure, that'll work. Yeah, go there and let me know if that's an actual web address. But I mean, you know, to like. Honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably watched E3. Uh, yeah. Because you probably like video games enough to care about keeping up with it. So, you know, you probably know what happened. You know. You know you, what happened. Well, you know. It's fine. You know what's going on on to E3. Um, <laughs> yep. But yeah. So there's your Game Pass news. If you wanted to know what's coming to Game Pass, I just passed that along to you. That's not the best segue ever that you have to use every episode. I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Great. So, we're, ar- we're already establishing bits, baby. Let's go. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Look, man, let's be real. It's you and me. There's going to be a lot of bits. That's yes. going to be like 90% of the show. And then we're going to go, oh, yeah, we were supposed to talk about an ep- like an actual game. <laughs> <laughs> right, of course. We're going to get into the rhythm of doing just like, nonsense right uh, and catchphrases and hullabaloo yeah and then and all of a sudden we're gonna go oh right we were supposed to talk about narita boy or whatever and then i'm gonna get to where i need to edit this podcast and i'm gonna go god fucking damn it <laughs> thank you for taking that on by the way you are a soldier you are a saint you are a king's man for taking on that horrible task <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'll just add it to my other ginormous list of all I do is edit shit all day. Right. Which which I greatly appreciate because that means I get to be lazy and just show up and talk shit. And that sounds like a great spending of my time. <laughs> I think I'm going to be sick every week and you have to do the work. Sorry. Oh, no. The worst. Oh, no. I'm out with a cold. Oh, you got to edit. That's fine. Okay. You sounded fine on the show. Eh, shut up. <laughs> Just edit. Just edit the thing. God- edit the goddamn podcast. Speaking of editing the thing, what are the thing that we're talking about that we're editing? Spencer? <laughs> Man, you nailed that. Uh, so we are going to be talking about the game Tell Me Why. Yes. Uh, it is a game from Don't Nod Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And if I remember right, this is published by Microsoft, and that's why it got the Game Pass. That is correct. It was published by Microsoft. And also, uh, I think by the time this episode comes out, the promotion will be over. But Mm -hmm. uh, for Pride Month, this game was also free. So even if you don't have a Game Pass subscription, you had access to this game during Pride. Yep. So that's one of the reasons we wanted to talk about it. Uh, And also, it's just a really interesting, compelling game. Uh, And there's a lot to, to sort of bite into here. Uh, but Spence, why don't we start off with what is Tell Me Why? Sort of explain to me what it is as a game. Uh, so don't, uh, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Uh, So Tell Me Why again is from Don't Nod 
Entertainment. Uh, you might also know them from the Life is Strange games, if that mm-hmm. is a familiar name to you. Um, it is in a similar vein of it is episodic and you will go uh, down this winding path and follow a narrative that you think you know what's happening, but then suddenly everything is far different than you expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find like a perfect synopsis of the game for you guys. Uh, so to sort of put it in broad strokes, I think a, a good way to explain it is it's an adventure game about a pair of twins who share a special bond that have to solve the circumstances and mystery surrounding their mother's death. Yes. That is basically the long shot explanation of what is going on narratively with the game. Uh, And the game does this in like a, much like Life is Strange, the gameplay is extremely similar to Life is Strange um, in that you, you sort of walk around these open environments and click on things and those things tell you things that you can use to either solve puzzles, which sometimes there are a few puzzles in this game, mm-hmm. uh, or more often uh, make informed dialogue choices. And much in the vein of like, say, one of the uh, Telltale games, uh, your dialogue choices matter, and the choices that you you choose throughout the game affect your relationships with the other characters. Right. Yeah, and at the end of every episode, it tells you... You know, you chose to side with this particular person and that made your twin feel this way kind of thing. Um, Right. So that you kind of know you have an idea of what that relationship is looking like throughout the game, which is another kind of layer of interesting things that you you encounter and is uh, is ever changing in the game. Right. Um, And and, uh, one of the 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 really interesting things about this game, I think is um it doesn't have a huge cast like you'd think with like a mystery game like this yeah um you'd have to have like this big interweaving group of characters that you meet and maybe only have one or two interactions with like by and large you're dealing with a cast of like maybe 10 people yeah there's not a whole lot of people yeah like and and it makes sense because this is all based in like a small town in Alaska, right? It's in a town called Delos Crossing in Alaska, uh, which I think was a really interesting choice for the setting. Uh, and I think, generally speaking, they did. And I mean, I've never been to Alaska, so I can't say whether they did a you know an accurate job. Mm-hmm. But uh, much like you get the feeling of place from Life is Strange of the Pacific Northwest, uh, I feel like they really nailed the feeling of being out in Alaska in sort of like a backwoods kind of town. And and I think they really nailed the vibe of that. And also the scenery, which is gorgeous in a lot of parts of this game. Yeah. The it, it feels and looks like you are in Alaska, you know, like everything is very cold and the colors pretty much always kind of, depict that very well like you know like in the in the winter when it's it's cold out and it's sunny but the sun isn't warm it's more it feels and looks more like a darker orange than like the bright yellow that you see in the summer like anytime you're outside that's what you're seeing so it it they do a great job of building the environment for Mm -hmm. sure no absolutely uh and and that's the thing is like it seems like with with a very sort of limited like we're not in a huge city. There's not a ton of locations in this game. Like the vast majority of this game takes place in your old family house, uh, a general store and a police station. Yeah. There's a couple of other locations, but that's mostly it. The vast majority of the game takes place in those three locations. Um, and frankly, it doesn't really need much more than that. And it's still able to take you on this really interesting sort of sweeping drama. Um, So we should probably talk about the lead characters because this whole game is really about their relationship and whether they end up sort of sticking to each other and staying together or their relationship uh, ends up drifting apart. Um, Allison and Tyler, who are twins, uh, who grew up together uh, with their single mother, the father's not really in the picture. 
Uh, what did you think about Allison and Tyler's characters? Because I, I feel like this is the game's main strength. Yeah, it absolutely is. And they are twins who kind of get separated for a long time. Um, I'm going to assume if you're listening to this, you've either played the game or don't care for spoilers. Um, but Tyler yeah. has to go live um, in a place called Fireweed, mm-hmm. which I guess is like not like a juvenile detention center, but it's like it's like a halfway house. Yeah, yeah. It's a residential center. Um, yeah. So at the beginning of the game, you start as Allison and she is going to pick up Tyler for the first time in years. So they're going from, they had this deep, like tight connection as kids when, as kids do in general. And as twins, they have a a tighter connection than a lot of people might. And then they go, they're separated and then they come back together. And it's like, how do we, how do we be around each other? You know what I mean? Like they're not as used to just like talking to each other or as familiar with each other as they used to be, because as you grow, obviously you change and your interests change, your beliefs and everything just change over time. So it's, it's, uh, it's interesting to see them like come back together and rebuild that relationship. Yeah. And that bond that they have is also reflected both in the story and mechanically through this gift that they share where they can basically telepathically communicate with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I feel like is a neat way to sort of show their bond. Uh, and basically based on the decisions that you make with their dialogue choices, um, you can sort of strengthen their connection. And if you strengthen their connection, you get more dialogue within the, uh, the sort of shared telepathic space that they share essentially. Yeah, Um, and I like to, like, very early on in the game, there's a moment where they're communicating uh, telepathically, and I think it's Allison says, it's kind of weird when we do this in front of people. Like, we can't just stand here and stare like idiots and have a conversation (laughs) in our head, because these people are just like, what? What's happening? Like, why are you not saying anything? Right, I like that they address that, because it feels like a lot of games wouldn't ever address something like that. It would just be this is a mechanic of the game and it's just fine. It, nobody thinks it's, it's odd that they've stood here for 15 minutes and haven't said a word when, <laughs> and just kind of like stared at them. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, I had sure. that in my notes. I really liked that that was addressed. Yeah. That they actually address it uh, and, and sort of deal with it early on. And then throughout the rest of the game, uh, it, they don't make such a huge deal of it. It's just like you get little bonus dialogue basically. Mm-hmm. with them in the telepathic zone. Uh, speaking of stuff that they address early, and, and I feel like it's important to talk about this, uh, but I also feel like it's important to um, to sort of put things in perspective here early. Um, Tyler is a trans man. Uh, neither Spencer or I or tra- are trans. So we cannot speak to really, and I'm sure you would agree with me on this, we can't, fully speak to how they represented Tyler as a trans person Mm -hmm. because we're not part of that community. Right. Right. Uh, So, you know, it's entirely possible that they got some things wrong here that I didn't pick up or I didn't notice because I'm not part of that community. Uh, By the way, if you are a part of that community and you've played, tell me why, and you have thoughts and feelings, please feel free to email us at uh, sparkpass at gmail.com. Uh, and let us know what you think of the game uh, and, and how they dealt with these issues. Um, because obviously this is kind of heavy stuff and this is stuff that I, I, it's obviously important to the narrative, but at the same time, I love that they didn't make it the narrative. Right. You know what I mean? Like I was worried whenever this game first came out uh, that the entire story was going to be Tyler is trans and this is a mystery about his transness, Right. Um, but it's not really that it's something that they talk about. There are moments in the game where that obviously comes up. There's, you know, a conversion therapy subplot that happens in the first chapter. Um, but by the time we get through like the middle of the second chapter, the sort of idea that the murder mystery revolves around the fact that Tyler is trans sort of fades away. Mm hmm. 
Like they don't make it the focal point of the story. Tyler happens to be trans and it's important to his identity, but they don't make it like the whole story. And Tyler is a much more well-rounded three-dimensional character as a result. They allow right. Tyler to sort of breathe in the space of being a person and not just being an identity, you know, which, um, you know, obviously trans representation hasn't been done a whole lot in games. There are some examples, but not huge numbers of examples. Um, and I'm glad that they were able to put a trans character in this space and not uh make that the character's entire identity mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know how you felt about it but that's how i felt about it that i really appreciated that like they dealt with it they they established the importance of it and then they moved on to the mystery right yeah no i i pretty much exactly agree with what you're saying like it is important and it is a big part of who tyler is as a character but it wasn't the only thing that the game was about you know what I mean? Like it was, it was addressed. They talked about it and how that affected Tyler as a person and in, in his community coming back home to this kind of small town in Alaska. Um, and just kind of how that is going to be and how it was for people who, and how they perceived Tyler, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get you. So it, I'm, I'm glad that they talked about it. And I'm also glad that it wasn't like, this is why literally everything happened. And we're only going to talk about this for the entire game. Right. And they sort of deal with that at the beginning because that's sort of the initial theory, right? Yeah. Is that Tyler uh, is not coming out to his mom, but, you know, has, has gotten a haircut, uh, like a boy's haircut, essentially, mm -hmm. quote unquote, short haircut. Uh, and that's when mom freaks out and the circumstances of the murder happen. Right. Right. Um, that's sort of the initial theory and they disprove that theory pretty quickly. And I love that they did that because I was so worried as I was playing this game, like, Oh God, this is the, during that whole first chapter. And I, uh, you know, I've played through the first chapter twice now. I'm like the whole first chapter. I'm like, Oh God, please don't make the whole story about this. Yeah. Like, ah, God, I, as much as like I, I'm for, you know, having these sort of heavy narratives, like I just want Tyler to be able to be a character and not like become just like a symbol, you know, actually be like a fully rounded human being. And yeah, by and large, you know, again, I can't speak for the community on this, but by and large, I think they did a pretty good job of making him a well-rounded character. I think so. I mean... It was even Tyler was kind of like, you know, this is just who I am. Like, it's just it's not my entire identity, but it's who I am as a person. Right. And now I'm going to go sell this house. <laughs> you know, he's like, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go do my thing. Right. I, and I actually I think it's really cool that it seems like Tyler's the one that mostly has his shit figured out and has dealt with it. Yep. And is like, you know, ready to walk forward. But Allison clearly hasn't done that. Right. She's still like doing that work of like dealing with the grief of what happened with their mom and what happened to Tyler. And like by the third chapter, it becomes pretty apparent uh, with with the mental health stuff. And obviously you and I are both big, you know, advocates of, of talking about mental health. So I'm sure we'll get into this with Allison. Mm -hmm. But um you know, Allison very clearly has not dealt with all this yet, but Tyler has. And so Tyler kind of ends up being Allison's rock in the yeah. third part of the story, which I really loved. I loved seeing that connection because you sort of assume it'll be the other way around. Right. Yeah. Like when the game starts, you absolutely assume it's going to be the other way around. Like you think that Allison has been at home this whole time, has her shit together and is going to welcome Tyler home and be like, I'm here to support you and help you with whatever you need. And Tyler's just kind of like, yo, I'm good. Let's, let's do our shit. Like, you know, like let's get in, let's get out. We're done with the house and then we can move on with our lives kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, Tyler still wants to know what happens. And like, so Tyler keeps them there to figure out the mystery, right? 
Right. And that um, definitely becomes more apparent as that as time goes on. Like the beginning that, like, of the game, Tyler is very much like, I'm ready to go. And then he starts to realize things aren't exactly maybe what he thought. And then it's it becomes, okay, we need to figure this out first. Right. And it, I like how obviously Allison is like with him of like, let's just get this over with and just go. And then as Tyler becomes more interested in solving the mystery, right? Um, Allison retreats and she's like, no, I, we already had this figured out that we're just going to forget about it and, and move on. She doesn't want to deal with that trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. part of the sort of, I think great narrative thing this game does is that it, it, it allows its characters to deal with trauma, uh, in a, in a way that not necessarily everything has to be solved with a neat little bow, but the characters still find a way to walk forward. And Tyler has done that work, right? He did all that work 10 years ago whenever they put him in the halfway house, right? Right. Um, Allison hasn't done that work yet. Um, and I like how in the back half of the game, uh, they show Allison struggling with that. Um, I wanted to ask you because... You know, and I mean, obviously, I don't want to get too personal, but you've had panic attacks in the past. So have I. Uh huh. How did you feel about how they handled Allison's panic attacks that she has in the third act? Um, I have that actually specifically in my notes. And like the one the time that it happens when she's at the the police station, and it's really the only time that we as a player like really have any involvement in it and she like pulls out the phone and you have to match the breathing to the the app on her phone yeah and you have to use i think it was like right trigger to match that that's literally exactly what i use on my phone i have like an app for that you open it and it's like you pick the colors and the shape that you want and it's saved every time you open it and then it you follow it with your breathing it was like it's it, it looked exactly like the one i used it was like perfect Right. Yeah. No, I, I thought they did uh, that particular scene, the exact one you had. I also had in my notes of like, wow, this is like they clearly did their homework on this. Which not every game does. Right. And I think, too, that's more games, especially that are going to f- either talk about these things or focus on them. They've put that work in recently and well, yeah. in recent years. You know what I mean? Um and I, I don't know if that's just because games, they, they think they should, or if it's because people who deal with those things are making video games and they go, no, 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 we're going to get it right. Yeah. No, absolutely. And it, it definitely, that is the one, the big sort of positive I, I, I felt of this game, not from like the actual game and the narrative itself, but like broad view sort of, you know, how they put this story together. Uh, I it definitely seems like they did their homework. So they worked with a lot of trans advocates to make sure they got Tyler's characterization. Correct. Um, they worked with some mental health advocates to make sure they got Allison's characterization. Correct. And also, uh, something we didn't talk about the, uh, two of the side characters, Michael and, Oh, what's the police chief's name? Uh, Eddie, Eddie. Thank you. Uh, both Michael and Eddie are part of the, I believe it's pronounced Tinglet tribe in uh, Alaska. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, obviously this is again, a culture I have no idea about. So it, to my dumb white boy eyes, it looked like they got everything right. 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 Uh, But they went to experts of that culture. Right. So hopefully they got everything right. Again, if you know of something they screwed up, Email us and let us know, and we'll happily read it on the air. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think, by and large, it seems like they really dug into like, you know, make sure they got the identities right, make sure they got the mental illness stuff right, make sure they, they really nailed down this stuff so that that stuff can sort of color them as characters, mm-hmm. but also can fade away at some point and let you focus on this really... I don't know about you. I was bummed the hell out at the end of this story about the mom. Yeah, for sure, dude. Cause it's just, it's so, you know, and I don't want to go. I, I mean, I know we already said we, we'll talk about some spoilers, but like, I really, if you're listening at this point and you don't know, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, 
it's a turn for sure. Like it is, it is a, a, a roller coaster, you know, like when yeah. you, you get to the, uh, the last puzzles in the, like, not the attic, but the like loft area. Yeah. The like stuff in like the loft of the garage. Mm-hmm. Oh God. And, uh, we, we should probably point out, uh, cause we didn't really talk about it whenever we established their characters. Uh, so Allison and Tyler's mom wrote these sort of fantasy storybook kind of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the game is her, like, we're basically finding out that these storybook notes are like allegories for stuff that has happened to her. Right. Uh, and at the end, there's a scene in the attic of their garage where they piece that all together, basically. And that is the most heartbreaking fucking scene mm-hmm. of them just like figuring out all this stuff that their mom went through and how she like, I mean, obviously they knew mom was not in a good mental place. Right. You know, because she does what she does. But um, it's it's so it's a tearjerker moment of like, man, these kids are finally getting like, because obviously they've been dealing with this for 10 years too uh, and not knowing how to handle it and learning that mom didn't really know how to handle it either. Mm -hmm. And there is no clean ending. There is no, that's why she did it. Everything's fine. You know, like, it ends messy and the characters deal with it anyway. Right. You know, it's not just like, Everything gets tied up with a neat bow and we all happily move on with our lives. <laughs> you know, yeah, they don't exactly. They don't do a Disney ending. Yeah. They, you know, there's real consequences to the stuff that goes down. Um I wanted to ask you about the side characters too. Were there any side characters that stood out to you as just like people you just loved? Michael. Oh my god, Michael. I was so Michael I'm is so, awesome. I'm so happy to hear you say that. Yeah, dude, I loved Michael the whole time. Like, as soon as he showed up the first time, I was like, that's the, like, one cool person in that town. (laughs) Yes. Like, that's the one person I'd want to be friends with. Absolutely. No, every small town has folks like that, you know? Right. They're, like, just this really cool, interesting, sort of deep person. And and Michael is absolutely that. Um, I loved him. Uh, Did you? Okay. So I don't know, obviously, all the decisions that you made. Mm-hmm. Um, did you get into the Michael Tyler romance side story at all, bro? Yeah, of course I did. Okay, all right. So we, we like, made, as soon we made as the I saw, kiss. as soon as I saw that was gonna happen, I was like, "Well, we're following this wherever it goes." Yes, make the boys kiss. I love it. Hell yes, I absolutely. I was super down immediately. I was like, I. And the thing that I like too, because I went and watched the cutscenes later of like what happens if you reject him, right? Uh huh. Uh, it's totally cool. Like, they're still friends. It's it's still totally, everything else plays out exactly as it was. Yeah, it's so, just kind of like a, okay. Right, because, you know, obviously you can understand Tyler just got out of 10 years of basically intensive therapy. <laughs> Maybe Tyler's not ready for this yet. And if you as a player feel that way, you can play it out and it totally works just fine as a narrative. It doesn't harm the narrative in any way. Um... Or you can have the boys kiss and it's great and I love it and they're super awesome. Um, I, I I love their relationship too. Just their sort of snarky back and forth and them talking shit about music and stuff. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It was really uh, good. Did you yeah. win the, the plushie fight? Yes, I did. I did too. Yeah. Uh, I God, now I just kind of want to get into <laughs> like... Like what did you did you figure out the uh the mailbox bandit thing? No, I didn't. I like I learned about it cuz it still tells you in the game, but like I didn't solve it myself cuz I don't even think I realized I could. Mm, yeah. So I happened to see it in the achievement list whenever they and then they know they talked about it in the game and I'm like, "Oh, we're figuring this shit out." Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't realize I could do that. I wish I would have. I, I almost want to go back and do it just because I think it would be fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, there's not a whole lot to it. You accomplish a couple of little side things and then you figure it out. It's not mega heavy. Like, And that's the thing I like about a lot of the side stuff in the game, too, is like it doesn't 
a lot of times in games like this, it can take you so far off the main course. Yeah. This really doesn't. Right. Yeah. And I think I like that a lot too with this because I don't want to get super far off in, in a game like this because the game's not that big. Right. You know, like the map isn't huge, so I don't want to get far away and then be like, oh God, now I got to go back. Also, you don't move very fast. Like, even really the sprint don't. isn't very fast. So it's like, oh, it's going to take me 900 years to get anywhere. Yeah, the game is very deliberately paced, I will say. They yeah. want you to take your time and look around and click on every little clickable, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that. it's an adventure game. At the end of the day, the game is basically about pick up a thing, put it with another thing so that you can do thing C, right? Right. Like, that is, mechanically, that is pretty much all the game is right mm -hmm. um so in terms of like actual gameplay aside from a couple of mini games here and there it's not all that you know technically challenging as a game to just play right oh yeah for sure yeah it's it's very straightforward as a game um so so sort of overall I, i'm assuming you just like outright loved this thing because this very much seems like your jam yeah, it was a super good game. I really liked it. Um, I've always, I've liked the two Life is Strange games that I played. I played Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm. Mm. Um, I still haven't played Life is Strange 2, but I've always liked those games. Like I like games that are more in-depth or involved or are more difficult to play or take more like gameplay, like shooters and things like that. Yeah, but man, these games that you can just kind of like kick back on the couch with and may like, you know, interact as more of a movie or a story are great because it's like mm -hmm. it, it's actually relaxing to play something like this, even if it's like a heavy story. It's still like, OK, well, I'm enjoying something. I'm not like having to really pay attention or like lean forward and like think about my very next step and and play really fast and get like get my heart rate pumping kind of thing it's like i'm just chilling on the couch enjoying this super cool story oh i gotta press x no big deal right yeah i appreciate stuff like that too these are the kind of games that like i'm not super big on just like devouring games in one sitting anymore mm -hmm. but these games uh and i've not played a ton of these style of games uh, i've never played the life is strange games uh but i've played like what remains of edith finch Oh, yeah, that's uh, a good game. And uh, Call of the Sea is also kind of like this, which I've played some of. I haven't finished Call of the Sea. Mm -hmm. But uh, the same sort of vein of like, you know, those are, you know, obviously first person and they sort of fit more in the walking simulator genre than the adventure game genre. None of these are genres. Whatever. You walk around and you click on stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> the walkie clickies. <laughs> the walkie clickies. Well, that's the genre. <laughs> we'll call them the walkie clickies. It's fine. Um. But yeah, these these kind of games, I absolutely like. And this is why the episodic nature never worked for me. Like Walking Dead, I'm like, no, nah, dude, I got to play this all at once. Yeah, I can't. I can't sit here because they always end up on cliffhangers. And it's like, you assholes. Mm -hmm. Don't do this to me. Um, Is there anything you didn't like about this game? Uh, who the hell is is Alexander and why does he matter? I think he is an intentional red herring. That's what I was starting to think too. Like he's he's just there to throw you off. Yeah, that's what that's what I think. Uh, also, and, and again, I don't want to go too heavy on the spoilers. You know, we've talked about some spoilery things. I don't want to go too heavy on the spoilers. Um, he shares a voice actor with another one of the primary characters who ends up being pretty heavily involved. Oh, really? Yeah, he is the same voice actor as uh, the shop owner. Oh, OK, that's kind of. Yeah, cool. which is which is the other reason I think that, OK, they put him here on purpose to yeah. throw you off the scent. Yeah, that's 100 percent what it is. That's yeah. exactly what it's got to be. Then that makes total uh, sense for sure. Um, I, I didn't have a lot of gripes with this game myself. Um. The, my only thing was these games are really driven on the idea of you having to make really tough narrative choices quickly. Mm -hmm. Right. That's sort of the main draw of this game is like, oh, God, I have to think really fast of what my twin would like me to say. You know, right. I feel like the decisions weren't 
quite hard enough. If you get what I mean, like it feels like the correct answer is almost always agree with your twin. Yeah. And there are there are a couple of instances where they use that against you, but they don't really. Yeah. You know, there's no real like sense of like, oh, man, so this guy's really right. But I really should be agreeing with my twin because I'm trying to repair that relationship. And that's the whole point of the game. Right. Yeah. Um. I feel like that's a tension that could have been used more. Um, and it feels like it very much feels like, especially in the first half of the game, especially it's just like agree with your twin, no matter what they say. Oh yeah. Just agree with them, make them happy. You're, you're trying to improve your relationship with them. So let's just focus in on them. And then the rest of everything else we'll figure out. But I, I wish that was a tension that was used more because for me, I just don't think it was used enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's yeah. There were definitely times where it was like, this is pretty obvious what it wants me to do. You yeah. Know? And what's going to make this like maybe the outcome a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And that the, the other thing that and this is something I also, you know, to go back to stuff we enjoyed real quick. um. I've seen both the endings of this game at this point. So there's sort of two main endings and then there's little things within the ending that get changed. Um, Both endings are basically good endings. There's no like your relationship with your twin is completely fucked and you die ending. (laughs) Yeah. Right. They're both like, and I won't go super heavy on what the endings are, but um, both of them are sort of like, okay, the twins are able to move on from the house. Uh, and live the rest of their life fairly harmoniously, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's a matter of how good your relationship is with your twin, not just like, you know, the family is destroyed and go to hell. It never gets to that point. Um, and I, I like how, like, one ending is focused on Tyler, one ending is focused on Allison. Okay. And you can sort of see their different perspectives of, you know, what has happened. Right. I kind of like that, though, because like I feel like a lot of these games that are are very choice and narrative driven. You get to the end of it and then you either go back and play for another ending or you just YouTube the other ending because you don't feel like playing the whole game again if you don't have to. Um, It's always like extremes. Yeah, like one is amazing and the other is like the literal worst possible outcome. And it's like, but there's got to be some middle ground in there, right? Like, you know, maybe they just didn't go move in together. Like they were talking about kind of, yeah. thing. you know what that I mean? Is, like, that is, a, that is the two endings essentially is one of them is both of them move in together. The other one is Allison stays in the house and Tyler and Michael leave. Okay. Those are the two endings. Gotcha. So, you know, and, and it, it doesn't, You can have a great relationship with your twin and still like have your your voice and communicate together and still get the Allison ending where she stays in the house. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's not not like it's not like doom and gloom. You know, everything is bad and they're not living together. Right. It's like they have a good relationship, but Allison still needs to figure some shit out. Right. So she's staying in the house for a little while. And, you know. Uh, Tyler's doing his thing, you know. So I I like that there's no like outright bad ending because I do agree with you that like this game's like eight nine hours roughly. Mm-hmm. You invest that much time and you really feel for these characters, and then you get this ending that's like everything's gone to shit and everyone died. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, well, man, what was the point in the last like all this game for it to just be like everything sucks? Right, exactly. Either way, no matter what ending you get, I feel like it pays off your investment. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know, man. I just really, I enjoyed this. And I, whenever this came out initially, uh, because just to give everybody at home some context, I played this right when it came out uh, and then replayed parts of it for our research for the show. Um, I devoured this thing immediately as soon as it came out. 
really enjoyed it, really loved it. It was one of my favorite games of last year, and I'm super glad that it's free and that people have been able to access it. Yeah, it was one that I really wanted to play, and I think like I think I was going to stream it, and I was like, that game looks great, and then I just kind of like didn't. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like one of those that just kind of like, I forgot about it or it fell off my radar because of something else came out. And uh, I finally got to play it for this and it was super worth it. It was a great game. I had a really Absolutely. good time with it. It was it was the first game in a while where, especially an episodic one, where I got to the end of an episode and it was like 1130 at night. And I was like, I could start the next episode. No, 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 no. Put, put it down. It's only three episodes. You'll finish it tomorrow. Like, go to bed, you big dummy. Yeah. So... No, for sure. With the first time I played this game, I intentionally picked it up on a Sunday morning when I had nothing to do. Good call. And I, I just sat there like a no life motherfucker <laughs> for I think it. The first playthrough took me like nine hours, and I just no life the whole thing all the way through. And it was super worth it. It's it's a great like if you like binging murder mystery shows on Netflix. Or, you know, you you dig that sort of episodic nature, that cliffhanger nature of like what comes next. You're going to love this. Mm -hmm. Like there's 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 a lot to love here. There's a lot of heart. They did their research well. There are some minor issues with the story where I feel like the choices could have been harder. But by and large, I'm I was really happy playing this through and I would give it my highest recommendation. Do do we want to rate these? Um. I guess we can. We hadn't really thought about it. We yeah. can. We can just be like, this game definitely recommend. Don't recommend. However, you want to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I I would just say I I highly recommend this game. And if you haven't played it, I'm sorry for all the spoilers in this podcast. But if you haven't played it, absolutely check it out. Yeah. Um. I I agree. It it's wonderful game. 100% recommend checking out and it's really not that long. So, you know, if you're worried that you're going to sink a bunch of hours into it just to find out you hate it, it's like nine hours long. Yeah, it's not going to take you super long to finish it. And if you you like to break it up, it's like three ish hours a chapter. Yeah, and it, it's it's nice that the chapters have a clear ending point of it recaps the choices that you made in that chapter. So when you get done with it, you know, it's over. And you can say, okay, when I finish this chapter, that's done for the day or for the night, and we'll come back to it next time I get to play some games. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, tell me why. Great game. Check it out. If you didn't get the chance to get it for free, hey, it's on Game Pass anyway. So uh, absolutely, go go play Tell Me Why. I think that's the... <laughs> we just spent 48 minutes telling people, hey, go play this. It's good. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the the gist of it. That that's how I feel about it. It's yeah, it's totally worth it. It was a great game. I had fun with it. Um, I don't know that I would go back and give it like another playthrough. As far as like the story goes, um, it would maybe be more of like a go back and pick up achievements and side stuff that I didn't do. But, right. You know, not every game needs to be played seven thousand times in a row. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is absolutely something that you can just like experience once and then put it down and go, I'm glad I experienced that, you know? Uh, and, and I definitely feel like this is a game that like, if this is not your jam, if this is not a game you would normally play, do, do yourself the favor and pick this up and, and expand your horizons a little, mm -hmm. you know, because I can understand if you're mostly just like a, Oh, I play Halo, Call of Duty, shoot a man kind of games, you know, like this absolutely doesn't register as something you should play. But like I the thing that I love about Game Pass is that it allows you to open yourself up to these experiences uh, that you otherwise would have never spent your own money on, you know, because the money's already sunk in cost. Uh, and I think this is absolutely something you should give yourself the try and experience it. Yeah. And like, I've already played multiple games that I would never play because of signing back up for game pass. Yeah. Um, there's just, there's so many games I just wouldn't have played without it. So 
if you have yeah. it, I mean, it's like, why wouldn't you try it? Worst case scenario, you spend like 10 minutes downloading this game. It's not a very big game, so you're not going to take super long to download it. And then you play it, play the first chapter and don't like it. Cool. Move on. No biggie. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty. I mean, that's why we're doing this podcast, right? It's sort of the beauty of the Game Pass system. I, I If you're an old man like me and you grew up renting games, it's like the world's best blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like the world's best rental service. You don't have to leave the house. Everything just comes straight to your door. And if you don't like it, cool. Okay, download something else. That's sort of the beauty of this whole thing. Uh, Speaking of trying things out, uh, as we sort of wrap up on Tell Me Why here, what else you been playing, man? Uh, So I have still been playing some GTA Online. Um, Yep. We started playing that during... uh, covid quarantine stuff last year and have just been still having fun with it uh and it's it's a good goof around you know uh it's not something i take like super seriously but it's a fun game to play other than that i tried the new dungeons and dragons game dark alliance yeah i tried that too how did you feel about it it was fine um that's kind of the best way i can describe it i think i didn't hate it but i also wasn't blown away by it it definitely feels similar to the game Vermintide, if you've seen or played that, and Left for Dead, where it's like you start at this area, you go through the area to get to the end, and that's that's it. There's yeah. not a, a deep, deep, deep story to it or anything. That is uh, exactly what I thought when I first picked it up, too. It was like, oh, okay, cool, I'm in a hub world. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, I go to a map and click on a quest, Great. Now I go into a glowy portal and the glowy portal takes me to my quest. Okay, cool. This is Vermintide. Great. Yeah. They just straight up aped Vermintide structure. Um, but the gameplay is fun. I it, the combat is a bit slower paced and that might have been just because I was playing the barbarian cuz I, I I love me Ooh, some yeah. big burly boys. Um I and- played the first character. What was what type of character was that? Uh oh, uh Dritz, the uh yeah, the elf, the ranger dude. Yeah, so I have like two small swords and I move very fast. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, he's the thief. Yeah, the ranger is uh Caddy Bree. Yeah, yeah. So he's like the thief character. Yeah, but even with that, I still felt like the game was slow. Yeah. Okay. So it's just a more deliberately paced kind of game. It's just slower paced, you know, whereas Vermintide is very frenetic and there's 800 million rats descending on you. This is like the same structure, but there's like eight tougher enemies coming at you, you know. Um, So I I don't know. I thought it was okay, And that seems to be sort of the consensus is that like, "Eh, it's fine. Yeah, I've played it. I played it on uh, both. I played it on my Xbox, my Series X, and I played it on PC. Um, it feels like it is a game made for console. Agreed. Except for the melee combat. The melee combat feels a million times better on a mouse. Because um, like your my left click is my light attack. My right click is my heavy attack. Yeah. Uh, so I never have to like move my finger or my hand to click something different. Where with the Xbox, unless you remap stuff, it's right bumper and right trigger. But like the menus, you can't even scroll with your scroll wheel or click on things. Like you have to up and down with your your arrow keys. Eh. So it doesn't feel like it was well optimized for PC in that way. I felt like the game ran really, really. I felt like the game ran really well. I do have a uh, a fairly powerful PC, so I wasn't worried about it not running well. Yeah. Um, but I felt like it ran well. I didn't have any frame rate frame rate issues. It looked gorgeous on on both of them. Um, yeah, it's it's a very nice looking game. I was surprised because it's kind of a smaller team and a smaller budget kind of game. Yeah, uh, and and I've I've played some Wizards of the Coast published games in the past. Some of those suckers look awful. You remember yep. playing Magic Duels back in the day? Yeah, it was not great. That is an ugly ass game. <laughs> A truly heinous ass game looking game. So, yeah, they've definitely stepped it up in the visual department. Yeah. And I will say I don't think I would be as interested in it if it wasn't a Dungeons and Dragons game. 
Agreed. Like if this just came out and it was like a no like titled game and it was just like if it was literally just Dark Alliance and that's it, probably wouldn't have even looked at it. Uh, but since it's in the the D and D universe and world, it it brought my attention more because I like D and D. I like that world and the universe, so I was more more likely and interested to try it than I would have been if it was just you you, you hit a gnome or a goblin and then you go on your way. You know what I mean? So right, yeah, no, totally get you. Yeah, it's fun. I think it'd be a lot more fun with friends, um, but it's fun. Play it with your friends on your own. It's not super great. Right yeah. on. What about you? What are you up to? What are you playing? Um. So as, and I've told you about this, but 2021 for me has been the year of the shooter. I love every time you say that sentence. <laughs> uh, anybody who doesn't know me, I am a huge shooter fan. Uh, my my favorite overall franchise is Halo and yeah. probably always will be. Um, and this man has never wanted to play shooters with me. <laughs> and now he is like a shooter fiend. And I love okay. it. So, so here's what happened y'all here. Here's what went down. So I have always been a, like, I don't really like shooters. They're not really my jam. I'm not very good at them. I don't really like them all that much. Uh, and, and keep in mind, like I initially came to Xbox uh, in the Xbox 360 era, and that was like shooters were king shit, right? Like yeah, that was like the reason you bought an Xbox 360 back in the day, right? Exactly. So aside from fighting games, I'm a huge fighting game guy. Um, it, it was so hard for me to just like want to play these great Xbox exclusives because it's like, well, that one's a shooter. I don't like shooters. That one's a shooter. That one's a shooter. That one's a shooter. Fuck, what's here for me, right? Right. Um, is one of the reasons I stepped away from Xbox at the beginning of the past console generation. Uh, and now having recently sort of come back and like, I, I came back to Xbox in 2017 and then 2018, it was destiny that got me. Yeah. Destiny Two drew me into the idea of being able to like shooters. And then I played halo reach and that drew me into the idea of like, maybe I can like these for their story. And then 2021, I decided on a whim to play Gears. Uh, and that was like, oh, shit, dog. <laughs> this genre rules, actually, though. Right. Uh, I have played through this year. This is just this year, since the beginning of 2021. All five Gears games. I haven't gotten to Judgment yet. I'm going to at some point, uh, even though I've heard Judgment is not great. Um, I have yeah. played Halo's Reach again. And one and two. Uh, I took a break. I'm going to come back to three, four, and five before Infinite comes out. Uh, I played Titanfall 2, which so far has been my favorite campaign. That is a phenomenal campaign. It's so good. Yeah, that campaign was fantastic. And uh, it, was, it was such a surprise to me that it was so good when the first game literally didn't have a campaign. Like, the first game was a, an Xbox One launch title. All it was was online competitive shooting, which is fun and fine. Right. But then to the next game just come out and release like one of the best shooter campaigns that I've ever played was just like, damn. Right. Killed. They, they really came out full swinging with that. So I want more of it. Yeah. Hey, listen, respawn. If you're listening, I'm listen, sure you I, are. I know Apex makes you a trillion dollars. I understand. Please come back to Titanfall. I know you probably want to convince your corporate overlords because I need it. <laughs> I just, I need more of that world. Um, and then recently this week in terms of, of stuff as the year of the shooter continues, uh, recently all the, the Wolfenstein games that weren't on uh, game pass just got added to game pass. Yeah. So I have downloaded uh, was the first one. The old blood, I think is the first one. Uh, what is it? Sounds new like... order new order is the first one yeah new order then old blood yes that's the one uh so i just downloaded uh new order today so i'm i i really didn't get a chance to like dig super deep into it mm -hmm. uh, i just got it downloaded to make sure it was working but that's sort of next on my list 
the main reason for that being Mick Gordon did the music and oh boy, I love that Killer Instinct soundtrack. So absolutely excited about that. Um, uh, other than that, uh, I also tried out D&D Dark Alliance and my thoughts sort of mirror yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this isn't a Game Pass game, but I have been playing Judgment, which is a spinoff of the Yakuza series, uh, okay. which is which is pretty enjoyable. It's it's the same as Yakuza, essentially. It just the lead character, instead of being a Yakuza member, is a detective. OK. And so you sort of go around the city tailing people and like looking for circumstantial evidence around the city. And there there's sort of mini games that represent each of these things. Um, there's a sequel coming out for that this year, uh, which is the reason I picked up the first one. Also, it was on sale. Um, so yeah, I've been having fun with that. It, it's the kind of open world game I can get behind because it's not so gigantic. Yeah. You know, like it, it, the Yakuza series, if you don't know, are these sort of open world beat em ups that are focused on this very small subsection of Japan. It's just like, Essentially, it's like five or six city blocks. And that's the whole game world. That's not too bad. It's just like it's a neighborhood, essentially. Right. Everything you do is in this neighborhood. It's not like this big, gigantic, sprawling open world. So it has the sort of open world motif stuff of like, you know, you can go do all these things. And there's all these great mini games and side things and side quests that you can do. But it's not unmanageable. Yeah, like it doesn't feel like it's going to take you more time to walk across the world than it is to actually do the stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. You can get from one side of town to the other in like two, two ish minutes. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's dead easy. You can just dead sprint down a road and you're on the other side of town. Gotcha. So it's super manageable and the story's fun. I like a lot of the characters. Uh, and and that series is just wacky in general. It's just, it's just got a very goofy tone. So, uh, yeah, Judgment is enjoyable. Hopefully it comes to Game Pass at some point, but every other Yakuza game is on Game Pass. Uh, and to be honest with you, they're all pretty well the same gameplay-wise. They even share the same open world. <laughs> so, I mean, if you played one, you played them all, but they're all really enjoyable. Yeah, I still haven't played one of those. People say I should, I just never have. Yeah, um, so I would say that uh as someone who has tried to get into the franchise recently uh yakuza kiwami 1 which is the remake of the first game uh is super hard to get into i found it difficult to play and enjoy meanwhile i found judgment as a spin-off really accessible i found yakuza 0 which is like a prequel story really accessible um so i would recommend trying either of those two out before i would recommend playing the actual first game because just the difficulty uh, of some of the bosses and how they have the bosses structured, you have to do very specific things to be able to beat them. And it's just obnoxious. Mm, Yeah. Um, And uh, they hadn't really fully figured out what the game's tone was. If you go back to the prequel Yakuza zero, they very much know what they're doing at this point, you know? So I would recommend starting with zero and then, suffering through one <laughs> to get to two three four five uh which are all basically the same game but just continuations of the story and they're great okay gotcha all right man well i think that's an episode dude i think so we did a a podcast we did it we did the thing that people are doing <laughs> the people are doing podcasting and, and, and they've been doing it since like 2004 and we're hopping on that train baby man it does not seem like podcasts have been around that long dude they whenever itunes happened the first podcasts happened around that time i guess that's true yeah but it's been a while brother yeah i guess i was still like too young for that you know right when well i, I mean a lot of the out. early ones were just sort of like you know, radio shows that got turned into podcasts or just a dude. <laughs> it's just one guy just like talking. Yeah, just just butt naked by his computer with a laptop mic. Yeah, it sort just of, sounded like dirt. <laughs> just yelling into the void. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, hopefully you enjoyed the first episode of Spark Pass more than you would enjoy a, a, a naked man eating Cheetos yelling into a laptop mic. Uh, I think that's about as good. Cheetos. I don't know, man. At the beginning. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, we add to the narrative as we go on. Damn it, um, I really want Cheetos. Thanks a lot. I'm I'm terribly this sorry. Is your fault. Yeah, yeah, that's my bad. You did uh, this. If you'd like to email us, uh, you can email us at sparkbass at gmail.com. If you'd like to tell us your favorite snack foods, is it Cheetos or is it something else? Or if you more pertinently played Tell Me Why uh, and you want to give your thoughts on Tell Me Why, please email us. Um, we're planning on doing this show once a month. Uh, so we haven't quite figured out what next month's game is. Normally, I think whenever we do the show going forward, we'll announce what next month's game is so that you too, the people at home can play it. Yeah, I think that's going to be the plan. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea for and sure Two, what I think we'll probably do is we also have a Twitter account that I did make. Uh, I need to finish setting it up because it doesn't have a photo or anything like that. So you may not know it's us. But uh, probably we'll release the episodes and like talk about it there, but also say like, hey, by the way, this is what we're playing for next month. So if you want to play it before the episode so that spoilers aren't a problem uh, or you can kind of have more of an opinion and, and hear what we think about parts you've already seen, you can do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, keep your eyes locked on the Twitters to check out what the game for next month is going to be, because we will let you know there uh and email us your thoughts on tell me why or just email us your thoughts on the show generally we'd love to hear what you think we'd love to hear your feedback and we very much appreciate you for stopping in to our little game of the month club i i know i really appreciate it i guess i appreciate it too uh there are worse things you could have done with your time (laughs) yeah you you could have you could have done drugs but instead you listen to a bunch of nerds talk about a video game for an hour and that's great yeah, video games are fun. Um, but yeah, so like you said, you can email us. It's sparkpass at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, which is just at sparkpass. Believe it or not, that name was not taken. Um, yeah, so we'll tweet stuff there. If you want, you can follow me at MPI Creates. Mark doesn't have a Twitter anymore. Uh, he has made better life choices than me. But, yeah, you know, yeah. If I'll probably stuff, I'll chime in on the Spark Pass Twitter every now and again, but like oh, as far as sure. a person, as far as a personal Twitter, nah, man, I'm done with that shit. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I have to use it too much for work stuff, so you're valid. you know life and all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, we will be back next month with a new game. For this episode, make sure you follow us on the good old Twitter so you know what game that's going to be. And hopefully next time we will make that decision beforehand uh, so that we can announce it on the episode as well. Yep. But yeah, that's it for me, Mark. What you got, man? Anything else? Uh, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time, input, effort, and patience with us as we begin this new journey called Spark Pass. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Take care.